and welcome to Stationary Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford and joined as always by my friend and co-host Stu Lennon. Hey Stu, how are you today? I am very well, thank you Justin. Thank you very much for asking. I'm home alone. I'm a man unsupervised in the house. Oh, um, did the dogs know this? Uh, they do, they do, but I took the precaution of photographing all the rooms so I know what they should look like when my wife gets home. <laughs> that's, that's what you call wisdom, you see. Mm. Wisdom, and, age, experience. And all the stuff that's likely to get broken, you've got on your Amazon wish list, so you can just add it and deliver it really quickly. <laughs> nothing's wrong here. Nothing to see here, dear. I will say that there are many doors in my house that I closed when she left, and I will open when she returns. Because uh, that way I have the minimum things that I can disrupt and break. Mm. Uh, again, wisdom. But how are things in sunny, I believe, Canada? Oh, it's sunny. We have wildfires and fire dances up here. It's uh, it's crazy. We have all kinds of smoke at the moment. There's a large wildfire. I'm just trying to remember how big it is. Something like uh, hectares and hectares. I think it's about 52 square kilometers, something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, about uh, half an hour to the south, southwest of me. So the other night, uh, you, you go outside and it feels, you can, you can smell barbecue mm -hmm. and it's not actually somebody's barbecue. It's, uh, the wildlife been burnt up. Uh, so it's a little interesting and depressing and, uh, kind of crazy at the same time. Uh, the sun the other night looked like something out of, well, the end of the world kind of movie, you know, and. Like we haven't had enough of that over the last couple of years. Sure. But yes, it's, it's uh, pretty crazy. I was going to ask you, do you have wildfires in Cyprus? Uh, yes, we do. What do you do to prepare? Mm, not much. All right. Um, uh, I mean, the Cyprus is quite a small island. Um, and it's an island, the clue is in the name. So there's a lot of water around, should it be required. Uh, we have. Um, we have some some rescue choppers that are sort of full full time fire choppers, uh, and we have quite a lot of British military on on Cyprus, and they have choppers too. And um, I don't know if you've seen it, but they they essentially have these massive buckets, uh, and they just swoop down over the sea, fill the bucket, uh, fly to the fire, empty the bucket over the fire. Um, that, that's pretty much how they control them, um, which is quite a sight because I'm quite close to. Uh, the Royal Air Force Base here, the British Air Force. So mm -hmm. I, I see quite a lot of them going over, and I see them practicing as well. Uh, and you can see the new guys who sort of, you know, sort of swoop over the sea and completely miss with the bucket. Because of that, the fires that we do get are scary. Um, uh, we had one last year where I think there were 12 or 13 people lost their lives. Um, and they were people who were sort of stranded in the middle of a fire without transport. They were, they were immigrant workers. Um, so there's a big hullabaloo about that. But, but generally speaking, um, as you say, you, you can see where they are, you can smell where they are. Um, and although they do move quite quickly, you know, we, we're never going to get evacuated without, you know, a four, five, six hours notice. Uh, and so. I, I thought about having a, you know, a ready bag, a go bag, as they call it. Um, but pretty much all the things that I would put in my go bag are things that I need every day. So uh, I just sort of wing it. Um, our valuables are all kept in one place anyway. Uh, so if we did need to, to scoot out fast, then it'd probably only take me 15 minutes to grab. And the, the three things most important to me, not necessarily in this order, are my wife, 
Spicy and Charlie. So as long as I've got those three, mm-hmm. the rest is all replaceable. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you have you got the? Because I know in the states they get very big about having a sort of you know full blown survival bag where you've got you know a blow up house in it and stuff. Yeah, we were just thinking about this the other day, talking about it, trying to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, just to give you, I looked up the stats on this wildfire. It is twenty eight hundred hectares. And there are 300 properties have been evacuated. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not an entirely small one by any stretch. No, that's a, that's a big fire. Yeah. So, you know, this is the kind of thing that uh, last year when we moved up, well, when we drove up last year, uh, we were driving through an active wildfire and it's something kind of crazy to drive down a highway and look to your left and see trees on fire look to your right and see plumes of smoke coming up and then when we got up here in sort of september october the area to the north of us caught fire and you could actually go down and and see the the glow from the fires there so it's it's a big thing up here and it's it's common throughout bc um, even though we have a really big lake there that they do use for that, uh, there's a lot of uh, challenges in in hitting sort of the accessibility of these areas. This one's up on the side of the mountain, and you know it's it's not as easy to get in and just dump water on it. Mm. They do uh, backburns and uh, yep. clear, you know all all of these technical things that I know very little about because this is my first summer up here. Uh, but apparently it's a thing, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting used to it. Um, I haven't got a bug out bag yet. Uh, we were talking about it and we were kind of putting together a strategy in terms of what are we going to take? Uh, obviously the animals, uh, the, the rabbits and chinchillas are going to take a little bit more work to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that we've kind of thought about. What do we take? How do we grab it? Um, you know, what else do we need to grab? So we've had that conversation at least, but it does make you go, Hmm, things to think about. So I was kind of curious what, uh, what you do We're well, we should be okay in this neighborhood. We've got, uh, fire hoses or, um, uh, hydrants on the street and there's water pressure. It's accessible for, for fire, but you know, there have been fires around. There was uh, a mountain, not the one right next to me, the one behind that, that had a wildfire a number of years ago mm-hmm. that I've heard from talking to the neighbors. So ah, makes you think sure. all these things that make you, and I checked that my insurance and I'm good for coverage, so I'm good. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm going to uh, pick up my small little uh, monitor and stick that in the front of my truck. <laughs> That's you know, I, I know how difficult it was to get it now. And with Apple's uh, challenges, I don't think I could ever buy another one of these. But anyway, um, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, in in the vein of here, we've got a wild, wildfire somewhere close to us. We had a big party at one of my neighbors the other day, which was kind of crazy because at dusk, he had fire dancers. It was a big luau themed. All the neighbors were there. It was a good, good way to meet everybody. Two things. One, it was my first big social gathering sort of since COVID, which was crazy and fun. Uh, two, the fire dancers with my house as a backdrop were absolutely brilliant and amazing and just, a, just the wildest, surrealist thing sitting up here in the middle of nowhere. And there's fire dancers, a troop of them. That was, that was pretty cool. And three, my app hates me because on Sunday night, 
I was actually recording these. Well, they, they were called margaritas, but um, th there was less margar and, uh, and more Rita in there because, oh my gosh, were they made strong. <laughs> uh, they were made in those, uh, you've seen like on TV, uh, the the red cups that everybody uses for like beer pong, those really, really big ones that are for beers. Mm -hmm. They were serving margaritas in those. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that would have put hairs in your chest, I'd say. Yeah, it was it was interesting to watch uh, some of the neighbors um, feeling it a little more than I was. Um, luckily, you know, my neighbor was kind enough to say, well, if you have one too many, I've got a wheelbarrow to get you home. So perfect. I, uh, but my app does not like me this week, so I'm having to be good. <laughs> uh, crazy. Uh, any follow up from you? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you kindly forwarded on all, all of the correspondence that we got. Uh, well, the week before last, I think probably, um, some, some lovely notes in there. So I'm just going to name check a few people, Nathan, Josh, Eddie, Jeff, great note. Uh, Net, we have noted that subject and we'll take it on. I'm sure. Uh, and Ryan all from the USA. Uh, I think they were all from the USA. Yeah. Um, come on, Europe, P pull yourself together. Uh, I'll add another Charles who reached out to me on social media and I'm just loading my email because, Hey, this is how we do that. David as well. Thank you very much. It just keeps coming in, Stu. My pens will not exist. Oh, well, fantastic. We go Well, next month we can do your cars. No, we don't. I, I only have one truck, but that's okay. I'm talking about the models, Justin. I'm sure you know that. Oh, the models. Oh, <sighs> No, no, we don't. We don't. Okay, Stu, let's move on quickly. quickly. <laughs> I'm working for your wife. <laughs> yeah, give it, get away from this topic. It's evil. What's your tool of the week? Uh, my tool of the week, uh, well, as uh, a sort of positive and negative, um, it's it's my office reorganization. Uh, as is traditional, when the current Mrs. Lennon goes away, I immediately uproot everything in my office and move it around. Um, I don't know quite why this is. Um, and I had some ideas. And I had some thoughts and being me, uh, I just acted on them. I didn't do a plan. I just started moving stuff and going, oh, let's put that there and put this here. And, you know, boxes were piled on top of dogs and all sorts of stuff was happening. Uh, and then I sort of looked around and went, right, okay, yep, got it. And this was the plan. It was going to be a Mac Studio. Uh, it was going to be my, my, my desktop. Um, I've got a couple of monitors. Um, again, in true Stu fashion, I've got the, the LGs. I've got the little one and the big one. <laughs> I've got the 24 and the 27, which look really odd side by side, but Hey, what can you do? Tilt one of them around. So it's a um, reference monitor. Yeah. Yeah. That was the plan. That's the only way to do that. And, uh, Mac studio there. I'll sit it there. I, I sort of had my Mac mini here for a while. And this was all driven by the fact that, uh, I'm taking my, my health a bit more seriously now and I want to get uh, fitter. So I want to use this as a standing desk. So I've got it all there. I'm like, okay, ready to go. Boom. Get onto, uh, I, I actually got in my car, drove down to the Mac reseller, went in and said, okay, uh, I need a back studio. I said, what was the matter? Sorry. This is the, the Mac Reese, Apple resell shop. Yep. Yep. You don't have any Mac studios. Right. Okay. Uh, well, assuming that I order one, cause you might not have the config I want anyway. I mean, how long would it take? Sorry? 20 to 25 weeks. Th they would have released a new one by then. Hmm. 
okay, well, maybe then I should think about using a proper, more powerful laptop to, to power my setup. I could, I could make that work. Oh, they're 20 to 25 weeks as well. Right. Good. Well, it was, it was lovely seeing you all. Goodbye. And left. Um, so that saved me a fortune, <laughs> but meant I had to rethink somewhat my strategy um, because, uh, well, a Mac Mini will only power two monitors if one of them goes through the HDMI. Mm-hmm. Now, that means that you can't power the LG through that unless you get hold of a HDMI to USB-C backward cable. So the one that Apple sells, for example, is no good. Mm. You have to get one that works the other way around. Um, so let me guess, 25 week wait for one of those cables. Uh, well, I mean, finding one of those cables is difficult enough. I mean, it's, it's honestly Google it. It's just not as straightforward as you might imagine, but you can make it work and I can make it work. Cause I've got a thing called a Cal digital T3. Um, so I could make it work if I could get one of those cables, but I've also got an HDMI monitor. Um, made by, I don't know who it was made by, but it might be a Dell or something that's generic, Um, which I could do the whole reference monitor thing with that. But the resolution on it is notably different from the LG. So you've got the two different resolutions. I tried it uh, a while back and it just, uh, it's just a little bit janky and a little bit tiresome. So I'm, I'm all right. Okay. All right, fine. So I, I, I've set everything up and I've got, I have a Jarvis twin VESA mount. Mm-hmm. And at the moment I've got one monitor on it and the, and the other one is looking a bit sad. And a Jarvis single monitor mount is on its way. So instead of the computer and the two monitors, I'm going to buy a new arm and have one monitor, which is very disappointing. Although I have to say remote control does help me out here. Mm. Um, I can remote control to my uh, either my little iPad mini, which is quite small, or my MacBook Air, which is also quite small. So um, it's a temporary solution is the best way to put it. Okay. Okay. I, I know how to fix this, Stu. Okay. You've got two computers. You have two monitors. With universal control, you have one monitor with universal control from one computer. You have the other monitor with universal control from the main computer, and you just go back and forth. And there you go. Problem solved. Not only do you have that, you now have twice as much processing power on both computers. <laughs> well, I did actually try that for a little while. And I've got to say, once you get used to the idea of, okay, this mouse is controlling everything, and it's it was going from laptop screen to the two monitors. It was like, oh, wow, this is really spooky. This is, Oh, okay. I need to do it the other way around, blah, 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 because my Mac Mini has only got 8 gig of RAM. And whatever it is that remote control does, it takes quite a lot of RAM. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it kept going, um, I'm not really sure about this uh, in, in Apple language. So, ah. <laughs> mm, yes, mm, mm. just... I, I I was going to go off and foolishly spend more money than I needed to just because I fancy the change. So what I've done instead is I've got the single arm coming. Um, that's uh, in transit now. I believe the last time I checked, it was in Belgium. So 
Uh, it'll get here at some point next week, I hope. Um, and uh, I've, I've gone full Twyford. I've got another desk. And again, the, the Stuart way of thinking, this, I mean, this is awful. I, I decided that the desk that I'm using now, which is a manual adjustable desk, so you crank it, mm-hmm. um, this would be my sitting desk or my analog desk, as, as you might call it. And I would get myself a new uh, electric standing desk from fully. Good choice. Um, so, the, okay. <laughs> and then I thought, right, the whole point of this is that one of these desks is going to be permanently standing and one of them is going to be sitting. So I'm going to take the adjustable desk, fix it to a sitting one, and then buy another adjustable desk, which I'm going to fix as standing. Why don't I use the adjustable one that I've currently got as the standing and just buy a cheap little sitting desk? Oh, Stu, that's way too logical. (laughs) Well, that's what I've done. You're going to get booted off the podcast for coming (laughs) up with logic like that. If there's a way to spend money and show our privilege... That's the way you have to do it. Isn't that sort of what we do on this podcast? <laughs> well, kind of. So I thought, look, uh, this whole thing is going to take for it. I'll just go on th- online to Ikea. Uh, it's the, There's uh, one big Ikea in Cyprus and a sort of little offshoot store. And well, I mean, it's a tiny island, so I can order that stuff. It'll be here. I can get that all set up, ready to go. Everything else in the office is Ikea anyway. The standing desk is Ikea. Fine, you know, a hundred and something dollars, and there you are, it's a little desk, it'll be perfect. Nine days to deliver it. Sorry, nine working days to deliver Oh, which comes first, the this or Mrs. Elback? <laughs> Almost certainly Mrs. Elback. Oh, dear. Who's going to look at the sort of really weird shape of the office and go, what's, what's well, yeah. don't worry, it will all make sense to you in about four days. Um, well, you just take Mrs. L's car. You drive down to Ikea and you pick it up yourself. Problem solved. You can have it tomorrow. But they don't have it at Ikea. Oh. So where they're getting it from. In nine days is pretty impressive, isn't it? Really? <laughs> it's, it's coming from Europe in nine days. No, I think there's a little guy called Stavros furiously working away in a workshop. <laughs> with some white laminate going, okay, we can make a desk. Of course we can. It'll be fine. Uh, but anyway. So, yes, hopefully this will all be much more productive and certainly be better for my health because um, standing desks, as I think is now well documented, are definitely the way forward. But I have to be a little bit careful because of my leg condition, so I have to have a sitting option as well. And uh, if you are ever considering this hand-cranking your desk, yes, of course you'll do it. No, you won't. No, you, you won't. If you're going to do it, get an electric one or do what I'm doing and have one standing and one sitting. Anyway, there we are. That's that's my tool. What about yours? You must have a, a an easier one to explain. Uh, well, sort of. My mine is showing my privilege again. Uh, I I followed Stu's advice last year. I don't know if you remember. I think it was on the show. He gave me some very good advice for moving. He told me to throw money at the problem, and well, it still works. We moved into a house that somebody else owned uh, that had renters in it, and. I think I've ranted about this before, how just how lousy they were at uh, sort of keeping up the day-to-day stuff. Uh, so we were looking at our gutters and they hadn't been washed in a long time. Now we don't have a lot of trees right near the house, so they're not too, too bad, but they, they certainly needed doing, uh, especially with, you know, winter a couple of months away. And uh, the the windows were a little grungy, the 
that we have bug screens out here. So everything has a bug screen in it and that sort of gets dirty and a little grungy. So we paid for somebody to come to the house and clean the gutters and go on my roof and wash the outside windows, ladders and all. And it was a lot of money for somebody else to do it that I could have done for myself. But oh, the cognitive load that was taken off my mind by somebody else coming and spending a day cleaning my house for me was just wonderful. It felt great. I have super clean windows now, so it's it's absolutely lovely. And because I was so happy with that, I saw another company locally that will come and power wash my garbage cans, which, well, as Stu can attest, uh, having had a garbage can full of meat, uh, gets a little stinky in the heat. It does. It certainly does that. So I've got somebody lined up next week to come and power wash my garbage cans as soon as they get taken away by the city. So I very first worldly problem thing, and I'm very, very privileged to be able to afford it. But if you can, it's the old thing of, uh, can you delegate a task that has more value in terms of the money that you can pay for it? versus the the stress and the load that it takes off your mind uh, and this was one of those so uh, throw money at the problem Stu's advice still works for sure i mean it's uh, uh, the other way of looking at it is yeah sure you can do it but should you do it you know is it the best use of your time so um you know i we we have someone who comes and cleans our windows um Partially that's because I'm, going, I'm really not very clever up a ladder. Um, I, I have a I have a guy that comes and helps with uh, with the garden every week, and we have um, we have a lady who comes and cleans the house every week. Mm. And that you're absolutely right. That is a, you know a hugely privileged position to be in. Um, but for my wife who now um, goes out to work, and for me working here, uh, it's a better use of our time. To carry on doing that and pay someone to to come and do the those those chore type things that yes we could do ourselves um than it is to to you know stress out and you know it's not the actual doing of the task it's the worrying about doing the task i think is that the most corrosive <laughs> what's what i find yeah it's getting the time and well now now your time when you're not working is spent doing this task and that then takes away from this other thing that you wanted to do, or perhaps, you know, time with the family. And, you know, it just, it just is that cognitive load that, that really stresses you out. You know, I've got to do this. I've got to find the time to do it. Oh, it's last week. We had some 39 degree uh, days. I don't really want to be going out in the sun on those. Um, sure. My bald head burns like crazy. You know, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd come back uh, looking like a, a fried potato chip. But uh, you are in the land of the Tilly hat. You know that, don't you? Uh, you know, it's actually funny. My wife bought me a new Tilly hat the other day because uh, my wife been a nurse is, and having just gone through cancer, is very concerned about me getting um, skin cancer from uh -huh. the sun up here. Yep. So I have a new Tilly hat. And every time we go out, I get the look of, have you put sunscreen on? Um, yeah. Which is part of the reason I think we ended up going this route of hiring somebody because... Going up a big, long ladder with my wife around is probably something that's going to result in more arguments oh, for sure. than it's actually worth. Absolutely. But uh, no, I have a Tilly hat. Um, it, it's uh, probably the only Canadian thing that I own. Uh, it's a fantastic hat. Brilliant. 
excellent. Yeah, they're great. I've got a few of them, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice. I, I look very debonair. I, I wore it to the luau party the other day, and uh, my wife actually went out and bought me a... Uh, now, Stu knows what I normally dress like, which is sort of a black podcasting t-shirt and, you know, whether it's sweatpants or shorts. Uh, I had a wild-looking Hawaiian shirt, no. which is so not in character with anything I would wear. But, you know, we went to this luau-themed party. We, we went looking the part, including the Tilly hat. Splendid. That sounds like a lovely, lovely look. Mm. Uh, there's no such thing as lovely look with me, Stu. But anyway, we won't go there. What have you got for writing with this week? Uh, well, I am writing with um, the... I've still got the two sailors. Um, the Lamy is currently soaking. Uh, that's I, I worked through the 2000s, so that's now being cleaned. And I've got the two sailors, and I've just inked up a Pilot Custom 823. Oh, lovely pen. Yeah, it's it's a great writer with uh, my sort of box standard diamine blue-black. Um, and it's, yes, uh, obviously I don't actually have an analog desk at the moment. So I have a small pen holder on my computer desk, which only holds three, um, one of which is an Apple pencil. <laughs> so um, it's, it's just the custom 823, and then I've got a little... Uh, what's this? The Mark, the Mark Two from um, Studio Eight Ballpoint, and the uh, the Custom Eighty Three. Mm. There you go. That's my little pen pot for today. Now, as far as this not having an analog desk, you have no Mrs. L at home. Mm. Every surface is a writing desk, Stu. Whether it's the the table, the kitchen table, the dining room table, it doesn't matter where it is. Just don't dig in too hard into the uh, into the wood and leave leave nut marks. I think they might get noticed. For sure, but I'm I'm going to shock you now. Uh, you are sitting, aren't you, Justin? Uh huh. Okay. Well, the um, you, you and I have touched on this a couple of times and sort of moved around it. And the daily drivers, the A5s, uh, they all went into the trash. Oh, they've all gone. I've uh, not the empty ones, but the ones I've filled. Um, so I, I went through them. I was having a look at them and thought, okay, what am I actually writing? And 99% of what I was there is, is kind of what I knew, you know, it's just notes during the day. You've got to do that. Got to do this. Remember this, but nothing that I thought, do you know what? Th there's nothing here worth preserving. And it's a huge amount of, of overhead. Um, it served its purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to have a, ceremonial burning and I then I thought and I'll probably burn down the entire island mm. so I won't have a ceremonial burning I'll dispose of them sensibly and so they're all gone and I'm now eyeing up the pocket ones that, that we are, we're looking at each other askance I think they may go as well there's this um, I'm going a bit Marie Kondo on you so um, I'm hopefully reducing the amount of let's face it rubbish that I have lying around the place I have no words to <laughs> I thought I thought you might find that difficult. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, having uh, got rid of so much of my house in order to move last last year. Uh, one of the things that was never even a consideration for me were my notebooks. <laughs> so I, I'm I've got nothing to say. I'm just astounded. Congratulations on on the journey to Marie Kondo. I, I guess it. Brought, sparked a no joy for you, but uh, wow. <laughs> I've also got 24 micro USB cables. Uh, what the hell are they for? 
Well, I've only got four now, but I did have 24. I'm not even going to ask where you got that many. I, 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 I really couldn't. I think it's things like um, sort of uh, sat-navs of years gone by, um, golf range finders. Uh, various things seem to use them for charging for reasons I've never quite understood. Uh, but yeah, they were just sort of in the big cable box. I was going, what the hell are these for? Certainly nothing I use. So, okay, well, I'll get rid of them. Guaranteed now, of course, in the next month or two, I'll, I'll need one of them. But That's just what I was thinking. You're going to need, you're going to use all four and then something will come up that you need that fifth one. And you'll be like, crap, back on Amazon, I go, oh, look, they don't sell them in singles. It's only a 20 pack. <laughs> well possibly yeah who knows who knows but yeah uh, there's been some there's been some cleaning out going on what about uh what about you what's your writing stuff this week well i'm kind of boring this week i have a few inked up pens i've got my um, leonardo uh, i've got the uh, visconti i've got the lamy dialogue they're really the same pens that i've had for a little while so None of them, all been fine uh, nibs, have used up all their ink. So I'm still using those. Nothing that I want to dump yet. So I'm keeping those until I run some out. Uh, though I, I do have a new notebook that I'm all excited about, Stu. Oh, yeah? It's a Odyssey Notebooks 68 GSM Tomoe River Notebook. That's about 500 pages. This thing is, well, I would say it's a brick. But it's Tomoe River, which is thin as anything. So, mm -hmm. uh, but for Tomoe River, it's a huge brick, and I'm I'm so excited that I'm I've got it out. I'm going to break into that for my personal journal. I got that from Nero's. Uh, thanks, Stu. Really appreciate that. Really looking forward to using it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I look forward to your thoughts because I haven't actually used one yet because of the joys of uh, Brexit and customs and all that stuff. But um, yeah, they are huge, aren't they? <laughs> There's just so many pages in them. Um, it's it's a serious book for serious people, but um, now I think if you like Tomoe, uh, this is the old stock, the original stock, if you like. So um, there's not that much of that around anymore. You know, there are still people knocking stuff out in it, but uh, it's very difficult to, to tell now who's producing with new and who's producing with old until you get it, because you will tell the difference when you get it. I haven't seen any of the new stuff yet, but uh, this old stuff is absolutely gorgeous. It's uh an A5 size, it's a lie flat so that you will be able to write in it. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that the first few pages might be challenging because, you know, one of those pages will be an inch lower than the other one, but well, yeah, just the size issue. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. I'm, I'm quite excited to use it. And I think something like a journal that will stick with me for a little while and that unlike Stu, I probably won't burn in my backyard <laughs> uh, in a, in a couple of weeks, uh, would, would be a, a nice use for something like this. So Really cool. Uh, surprisingly, uh, you know, I, I want to give uh, Nero's a bit of a shout out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the wine tasting notebooks from uh, who makes those two? Calapino. Calapino. Uh, and of course, uh, Stu dangled that out in the middle of the podcast and I ordered it. I think I ordered it on the Monday and it arrived in Canada at my mailbox on the Friday, which is just, uh, Claire, 
I, I don't think she listens to us, but oh my gosh, thank you. What a, what an amazing job of getting that to me so quickly. I, I, I don't think she could have done that as quickly if she had flown over and dropped it into my mailbox herself. It's so impressive. So I think she listens to us recording. I think she's got some sort of sort of device planted in my computer and that just sends, sends you stuff off knowing that you're going to buy it. She's just, she's psychic. That's what it is. Yeah, um, I'm loving the uh, notebooks too. I'm going to gonna get out doing some wine tasting uh, once my app stops yelling at me this week. <laughs> I was to say, we'll have to, have to get a lot of stock in because you've got, what is it, 140 vineyards to visit? 186 vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> buy more notebooks, sir. More wine notebooks. Yeah. I, I did actually uh, buy, some, buy some spare notebooks as well while I was in there. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. Let's get into our conversation for this week because we've been chatting for a little bit. Last week we talked email, which was fun and interesting and realized that both of us do things differently. Uh, this week we wanted to touch on the other side of the ways that people can interrupt our lives. Instant messaging, everybody's favorite thing. And I know from previous discussions that we do have cultural differences between Europe and North America in terms of how people communicate. Uh, maybe this is historical, you know, the way that uh, people have grown up using apps versus, you know, let's say just mes messaging, text messages, iMessage, things like that. So I thought it'd be an interesting topic for us both to talk about. Uh, it follows on and sort of dovetails nicely with email. And I think we'll probably differ in what we use and how we get notified because I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. So Stu, you want to lead off a little bit and, uh, how, how do you want to do this? You want to talk about sort of the different apps that we use uh, one at a time and sort of see what the difference is. Sure. Or do you want to just go through all the different things you use and talk about it from my side? Yeah, no, and I think I think we do it app by app or method by method because there is um, for those older listeners will remember uh, you know there is a definite timeline to this. So we uh, Justin and I were were or are old enough to remember when the mobile phone was just just a thought. Um, it was something that you saw on Star Trek with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, um, and then it appeared. And uh, it had that wonderful little uh, keypad where you um, would press, you know, the number four three times if you wanted to get the letter H or I or whatever it was. I don't know. Uh, and we all developed uh, the fastest moving thumbs in the world. So the text message came with those old uh, original mobile phones. And text messages were much, much cheaper than calling people. So that was the first thing you paid a, certainly in, in the UK, you paid a fixed fee for a text message, uh, whereas you were paying per minute for a phone call. And then telecoms companies got into bundling all of that sort of stuff. And you got a certain amount of minutes and a certain amount of texts. But what happened was that we all got into the idea, certainly in the UK, that you paid for calls and you paid for texts and texts were cheaper. So we started sending texts. Um, and then apps arrived. And so then it all changed. How did it all start for you? Ah, uh, well, let's go back to the days of the pager. You remember the pager, Stu? Oh, yes. Uh, so in the old days, uh, 
if you had a cell phone, a, a brick as they were otherwise known, uh, strapped to your belt. You were doing the Batman utility belt thing because you, you had a pager so that people could text you or, well, uh, punch in their number in your pager number and you could call them back. But you could actually wait till six o'clock at night because after six o'clock, then the, the phone calls were free. Uh-huh. So we really got into phone calls being less expensive, a lot quicker than Europe. And I think that's part of the uh, sort of slower use of apps and text messaging and things like that. Uh, because along with that, text messaging really didn't become a thing because calls were relatively cheap. And text messaging in the old T9 was a pain in the butt. Uh, we did do it occasionally. Um, I think, um, for the most part, I used it sparingly because there weren't many people that also did text messaging back in those days. And I very early on had a Blackberry and the Blackberry. Well, it was, you know, I, it was still a workout for my thumbs. I, I can still assume the prayer position for the Blackberry, but, uh, yeah, it was something that uh, was a whole lot different out here than it was. Uh, sort of in, in, in Europe, mm -hmm. uh, in the develop of that, just from a cost perspective. Sure. So, I mean, what happened for us was that when, uh, because we were paying, when um, apps came along, like WhatsApp or, um, or uh, uh, Skype or, you know, any, anything that you could electronically communicate um, through, through data, through your Wi-Fi or whatever, everybody moved to that wholesale. And suddenly text messages were completely gone. They were a thing of the past. Nobody did them. Mm -hmm. And whereas out here, text message still is sort of the default because you don't have to have that app. There's no network effect related to having an app. Um, there's, it's free for everybody. It does, well, the last number of years, uh, pictures and audio and whatever you want is all handled through text message. So really that's, that's kind of the default for us in North America. That is, you know, quite a bit different, I think, than, than Europe. Um, what, what does business use in, in Europe, Stu? Uh, it depends really. I mean, it's, it's evolving all the time. Um, I mean, now the, the, the playing field is very much leveled now. I mean, pretty much everybody who has a mobile phone uh, either has a contract or a pay-as-you-go thing that includes a whole bunch of minutes, a whole bunch of texts, and a whole bunch of data. And so realistically, it doesn't make an enormous amount of difference what you use. But the, the damage to the psyche has been done. So people uh, have in their minds that, that you know, calls are expensive, texts slightly less so, and apps are cheaper. That's not true anymore, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. That's what people believe. So um, businesses, when when I was uh, you know still active in the corporate world, we did pretty much no instant messaging. So we would do everything by email because everybody was carrying a BlackBerry or you know the evolution of so uh, an iPhone, for example. Um, and we were running everything through good old fashioned Outlook and Microsoft and all of that good jazz. Um, Unfortunately, um, Teams was not something on my radar before the business was sold. Uh, that probably would have killed me. <laughs> but but now I would say, yeah, there's a lot of it goes on um, at the corporate level is in the, the Microsoft world. 
in terms of small businesses that I deal with, that I consult for entrepreneurs, uh, WhatsApp is still probably dominant in Europe. WhatsApp took off uh, in Europe much more than it ever did in North America. Um, and that's certainly, you know, older people, I'm thinking of my golf buddies, I'm in a couple of WhatsApp groups. Um, nobody knows how to use it. Uh, everybody over 60 insists on doing a reply to all, to everything. So there you go. So if, if a guy is involved in a WhatsApp group with me because of a, a, you know, a Wednesday golf, he will use that medium to communicate to me if he wants to go out for dinner on Friday. Um, which, when you bear in mind that there are 30 of them and they're all doing that to each other, means that the, the thread is, well, it's a living hell, to be honest. Um, it's, it's, it's muted. Uh, and then I resign myself to having to scroll through 10 minutes of stuff to find the information that I need once a week. Um, but there you are, that's life. What about you? How does, how does it work in your corporate world? You're still very corporate. Yeah. Uh, for ours, surprisingly text message is huge. Uh, our clients, vendors that I'm dealing with are text message, surprisingly enough, uh, phone calls or text message, depending on sort of what it is that we're wanting to deal with it. Uh, very few outside of our organization have any sort of app-based social messaging. So it's, it's really interesting that that is such a, such a difference between uh, the, the worlds that we live in, Stu. Mm -hmm. uh, I am curious, what does Mrs. L do? How does she get in touch with you? Besides going to the top of the stairs and yelling. Uh, she, well, I mean, the first the critical mistake that I made is that we have, uh, we have an electric gate at the front of the property. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are two, um, sort of doorbells, if you like. Um, one is in the kitchen and one is in my office. Uh, and they also work as an intercom. <laughs> so there was a period of a couple of months where Mrs. L would just hit the intercom button and speak. Um, so that took a little while to train her to hit the intercom button, listen to hear if I was recording a podcast or talking to somebody on the phone, and then speak. Uh, and finally, um, with the threat of violence, uh, she decided to stop using that at all. Um, she communicates with everybody, all her friends, through either uh, WhatsApp or um, Messenger um, or Facebook, which in fact are all the same thing. Um, they're all owned by Facebook. But she, she communicates with everybody that way and therefore tends to communicate with me that way um, and then doesn't get a response. And so there's been, you know, been a couple of learning curves where you haven't replied to me. I said, that's because I don't have any notifications switched on on WhatsApp. Um, well, how should I get to you? I said, well, you could use Signal because I like Signal because it's privacy-minded um, or you could use the built-in thing that we've got because you've got an iPhone and I've got called iMessage. Um, and that would be the best. And sometimes she remembers to do that. Otherwise she's, I, I have quite a lot of messages that come through on WhatsApp, get ignored and then come through on iMessage. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. That is really awkward. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk iMessage because that is sort of, you know, my, my world. Um, uh, Mrs. T talks to me, uh, I was going to say incessantly, but just in case she ever listens, I won't use that word. But uh, yes, she's the one that texts me on uh, on iMessage. Um, I've got a couple of people on VIP contacts, which get access to me and beep all the time. 
no matter what, because my phone's always on mute and uh, everything else kind of gets lost. Uh, my wife, uh, my my daughter, and surprisingly, my boss is also on there too, uh, because, you know, those are the people that, well, are the most important, including, you know, for my financial life, the ability to pay for things like somebody to wash my windows uh, is heavily reliant on my boss getting a hold of me. Uh, he's old school. He calls. Um, I need to answer his calls. Sure. Uh, so when I do hear the R2-D2 beep, which uh, I have for my wife, I look uh, everyone else just gets a muted sound. I don't hear anything, but they get a little red notification. Uh, so when I look at the app, I can see that uh, the app is it's shared between all of my devices, uh, much like all things Apple. So I get texts on my computer, on my phone, on my iPad, should I have that open and be looking at it. Uh, but generally, I keep everything closed. So, uh, you know... If, if I'm looking at it, you know, particularly at work, if somebody texts me at work, uh, I'll get it on my phone and then I'll open the app on my computer to actually, A, look at it and B, respond to it, which is weird and probably more work than it should be. But the distraction of seeing something in the dock of my of my computer when I'm trying to do something else, oh, it's, it's a tough one, Stu. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a really, really tough sort of get into that productivity mindset when do we when do we deal with things that are really really important and when do they they not um again the wife does text me i don't know i'll probably edit it out but there was a little r2d2 earlier this as we're recording because even though we record every week on a thursday <laughs> uh, my wife gets up and says good morning to me which i love her for it normally i'll go up and say hi to her I had to hit my mute button and say, uh, good morning, sweetheart. Uh, I'm podcasting. I'll see you later. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough with some of these VIPs, everything else just kind of goes into a bucket and I look at it some, somewhat regularly, you know, it's not like email where I look at a couple times a day. It is, it is important that my wife gets through to me. My, my daughter gets through to me, uh, you know, whether it's a health problem or a meme, I get the same level of interruption and that is good and bad because if something goes wrong, I, I want to know about it. You know, we're again, talk about privilege. I'm sort of in one level of the house in one corner. My wife is above me generally in the kitchen living room area that we have. That's kind of where she normally will be during the day. To get to her, I've got to walk through three rooms, up a flight of stairs, and out through a couple more rooms. So it's it's not, she can't just yell at me if she wants to get a hold of me because I won't hear her. So I, I do want to have that level of communication. But boy, is, is it is it tough, Stu. Um, it, it's, it's interruption. Even focus modes don't deter my wife. Uh, and I, I found this out because my iPad ha had the automatic focus mode turned on um, at night uh, because I turned that on on everything. And it ran out of battery without turning the focus mode off. Uh, and uh, it, whenever my wife was texting me, it said, uh, Justin has do not disturb on. Do you want to send this? 
uh, my wife was very happy to tell me that, yes, she was sending it anyway. And she was ignoring, why do you have that on? Well, it's probably because I don't want to talk to anybody, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge. How do you deal with interruptions and who gets through and who doesn't on, on messages particularly? Uh, well, I don't have it synced through to my computers. Um, for the reasons that we talk about with email and stuff, I don't want to see the little red dots there. Um, I have it on my phone. And so I always have the option of just, you know, turn my phone over. It's on mute anyway. Um, I use the watch predominantly, I think. That's that's my Ooh. my secret, is that I have everything switched off for sounds, so there are no sounds. Um, I do allow VIPs to, to notify me on the watch. Um, and I have one VIP. Um, that's that's the current Mrs. L, and it will come through on the watch. Um, it's just a tap, and I'm I'm used to it now. I don't get too many of them, in fairness. Um, and if I do, then I I've got those sort of stock responses, um, and I can just go, yeah, okay, or on my way, or go away, or no. Um, so. That's my way of dealing. I have I have the little red buttons on, the little red bubbles on for my phone because I'll probably check in uh, a couple of times a day. I'll check in on um, WhatsApp. Uh, iMessage, I have the little red thing, but it's uh, not iMessage, sorry, Messenger. Uh, I have one friend who persists in using Messenger all the time. Um, and so I keep it for him. WhatsApp, as I say, I don't have any bleeps. I just have the numbers coming up. And WhatsApp is notoriously awkward on anything other than a phone. Slack, uh, I just have the little dot. I don't think it's even a red dot. Um, and the various chats. Um, and yeah, notify me for nothing is my selection there. And most people, I, I would just, I would say, if you need me, phone me. I have my phone. And even if I don't take your call, I will see it uh, and respond as soon as I can. So if somebody calls in the middle of the podcast, I'm not going to answer it, but I'll know they've called. Um, that's that's my sort of default way of getting around it. Is say, if you really need me, call me. Otherwise, I will get your message when I'm free. Hmm. Uh, and most people pretty relaxed with that because actually, um, you know, well, I suppose most of my contacts are of my age group. And we remember when we had to go down the street into a phone box to make a phone call. So. <laughs> With your pocket full of 10p pieces. Exactly. Crazy. All right. So, so you don't have a problem with Mrs. L generally interrupting you the same way that I do then. Hmm. Uh, well, no, I mean, she will embark upon conversations, um, and she's perhaps not as intuitive as working out that I'm sending her automated canned responses might indicate that I'm not necessarily involved in that conversation. But um, no, I mean, most of the time she's she's aware of of me being being sort of work focused, um, and I, I do my best to sort of you know come back to her afterwards. And but yeah, it it's an issue. I don't think perhaps as large as, as the one that you've got, but, um, our lives haven't been quite as dramatic as yours, uh, over the last year. So yeah, perhaps that's connected. It, it, it could be, uh, my wife also is not working at the moment. She's still recovering and regaining sure. her strength. And you know, that's, that's a process. Um, it, it's, I think if she was at work and also busy, it would be much less of a 
challenge. Uh, but, you know, uh, she's bored. She sees something interesting and I love her for it, but she wants to share it with me. And uh, that's great. But, you know, that sharing it with me, I don't know whether it's she's having some sort of health relapse or you know, the dog's puking and she's uh, holding her hair out of her mouth like a teenager drunk on cider <laughs> or, or what the deal is. And, you know, why, why do I need to look at it? Uh, this is a real thing, by the way. Uh, don't ask. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, my, my watch, if it beeps more than like once in, in a day, uh, the Apple watch tends to get thrown across the room. In fact, actually, when I sit down, uh, it's one of the things I do is generally take it off my wrist because the tapping is the most distracting thing that I could possibly get. Uh, I'd rather have a beep because I can ignore a beep easier than I can ignore something dis tapping on my wrist. I don't know how you do that, Stu. <laughs> you must have the patience of a Zen monk. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the most recent example I had was um, Mrs. L's flight to um, Sicily was quite fraught. She had to fly from Cyprus to Greece and then from Greece to Sicily. And there was uh, about seven hour layover between the two flights. Uh, because of her bad back, she has to travel with assistance, uh, which further complicates things. And uh, also meant that she couldn't check in for the second flight in advance. So she had to basically clear arrivals uh, in Athens and then turn around, go to departures and go through security again to get back into the terminal she just left, um, which is just, you know, annoying and a pain in the backside. And she was bored and airport staff were being, you know, busy and, and, and unable to supply whatever it was she was asking for. And so she sent this series of demanding messages. Um, I've, got, I've got to check one out. I've got to read one now because, well, obviously I don't value my life. But um, <laughs> let's, let's have a look. This would have been on WhatsApp, I suspect. Oh, no, hang on. That was a WhatsApp conversation. Oh, no, she was traveling, so it would have been on iMessage, wouldn't it? It'll be worth it when we get there, folks. And I'm, I'm sure Justin has edited this to make it sound much better anyway. I'm just going to add some of that, uh, you know, music. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. Right. Um, so, so her message is, my return bookings need to be changed as they don't take me to the aircraft unless I specify, which is why I keep getting left at the gate with no wheelchair or assistance. They just made me get on the bus with no help. Thank goodness for fellow Sicilians helping me. Would you mind having a look for me as you have free Wi-Fi, Amore? I'll send you my booking references. Dean is blah, blah, blah. Volatea is blah, blah, blah. So I left that 15 minutes and then responded, I will not be able to change Mrs. Blah, my wife's maiden name, uh, booking just because I fancy it, love. Get your friend who works in the Italian Sicily to brief them in Sicily. <laughs> and then when you check in at Athens, explain the problem. They will resolve. Have a nice flight. <laughs> and, and the subject was dropped. Um, so, yeah, I, I, my wife is a sharer. She, she likes to express. And um, so I've learned now the skill of looking at a text message and going, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I'm just not going to reply. Smart man. Smart man. This is how you stayed married for so long, Stu. Indeed. We learned something. All right, uh, let's let's talk uh, WhatsApp and uh, perhaps Signal, Skype, because uh, I think they all sort of 
fall into that same category. Hmm. Uh, I don't use WhatsApp at all. Uh, back when I was in doing my MBA in the mid, uh, 2014, I guess it would have been 2013, 2014. Uh, somebody set up a WhatsApp group. I went on it, didn't like it, deleted it, uh, because it was the same sort of thing. It was, basically a text message thread from a bunch of people and i've never looked back at it um something that is big for you uh, i use uh, signal which is what we're talking on now because well that's sort of the best thing for us but i have a grand total of well two contacts on signal which is you and tj uh, so you guys are both allowed to interrupt me. Well, you don't make noise, but you do actually pop up as a notification that I have a message from Signal. Uh, and, you know, there you go. You get a little red dot as well. Mm -hmm. That is something that on my computer, that is usually closed down, so I don't get it there. But it pops up on my phone, which is fine. Uh, our conversations are extremely uh, dysfunctional in terms of quick responses because half the time I text you, you're sleeping. Half the time you text me, I'm sleeping. So usually there's nothing earth shattering or important in there. It's good just to, you know, get up and check that once in a while. Skype I use, uh, ironically, I've got a couple of contacts, but one of those mainly is my other podcasting buddy that I do my other show with uh, because I've not brought him over to signal yet because, um, well, change um he's not he's not an apple well, he's, he runs a mac now but uh, he's not an apple guy and trying to switch somebody over sounded like more hassle than it was worth uh, but that's it for my sort of messaging apps i i know you've already mentioned whatsapp uh what what else do you use you, and which ones sort of get through to you and interrupt you yeah i mean that's you know the trick of this um uh what, what is it who's somebody said hell is other people um if it were me, I would have uh, iMessage for uh, friends, and I would have uh, Signal for everything else, purely because those are the two privacy-focused ones. Um, I don't like Facebook and Facebook-owned Messenger, uh, and now WhatsApp, um, although many people don't seem to realize that. But other people use them. So, you know, my mum uses WhatsApp. That's how she wants to video call me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, okay, well, we'll use WhatsApp then. Um, you know, my golfing buddies use WhatsApp, so fine, I have to use that. Uh, I have a Slack uh, group for um, Nero's Notes. I have a Slack for uh, 1857. Uh, and I have a couple of others of which I'm a member. So they, they um, are sort of interest hobby type area for me um and i've got to say i've been using them less and less of late i don't know if that's a reflection of me or just a reflection of them i don't know um do you have those where, where do you have those set up are they on your your mobile devices on your computers uh both and uh, both okay oh wow you're just like mr connected yeah, but I don't have uh, any audible notifications or uh, any, I wouldn't have any visible ones unless I open the app, mm. uh, if you see what I mean. So mm -hmm. uh, they sort of, you know, sit there like email. I go to them when I'm ready for Slack. Uh, Teams, the corporate that was trying to sort of lasso me into that has, I think, realized that uh, it's fighting a, lo a losing battle. 
and I sort of check in now once every three or four days. There's never anything for me. So um, I, it would be sort of passive aggressive to uninstall it. So I'll leave it there. But um, I, I don't use that at all. And I, it's still my, my idea of hell. Um, so yeah, really, I would be on uh, Signal to you guys and a few other friends. Um, WhatsApp to the various groups. Slack mm, once a day, once a couple of days maybe and then uh i message with um the current mrs l and a few other friends that'd be about it for me interesting interesting so the the one difference that i have is slack is where i spend a lot of my business life mm. and what i've done for that is set it up uh, beats working i guess yeah well yeah, it's it's fine i i mean there's a lot of uh chat but not much that i get involved in for the most part um, it's context dependent because like you, I've got personal snack slacks that, you know, I've got one for my, the podcast, we've got a community there. Uh, I'm, I'm in yours. I'm in 1857s, uh, the pen addict slack, which is a great place to pick up pens uh -huh. for sale. They have a, a, an absolutely wonderful, uh, for sale. I have different slacks on different computers. So my recording computer, for example, has things like my other podcast and stews and 1857 on it. My business computer just has business slacks on it, uh, which means that, uh, it, not only do I not check slack regularly for all the personal stuff, it is well more work than one would normally think for looking at them. Uh, now what I can do, we talked about it before universal control. So I have, uh, both my laptops set up next to each other. One of them hooked up to the big monitor. That's the, uh, jobby job one that I'm working on the, during the day. And then if there's something that I want on the other one, I just pop up my, uh, laptop open and hit the button and away I go. I can control that and check in should I ever need to do that, which is pretty rare, but occasionally I'll, I'll have it up because I'm doing something like, uh, processing uh sound i do that on one computer because well neither one of us likes uh Stu's loud fridge and his air conditioning and that takes some time to edit so i uh run those uh edit things on one computer while i'm doing some work on the other i set it up it takes a couple of seconds but it take it runs for an hour and sounds like a jet engine so there you go <laughs> on slack i have no audible notifications. I do get red bubbles, particularly on my work one for direct messages and direct mentions sure. in a thread, uh, but no beeping or active notification. And for the most part, it lives minimized, uh, open on my toolbar, on my toolbar. So I could see that there's something, somebody's trying to get a hold of me, uh, and I could check in on it at a short time. I'd like email where I close it and then reopen it. This is something that I do see. It's kind of the best way to get a hold of me because, you know, things that come up are important to people. And, you know, part of your job, any job is when people go to that level that they're tagging me or direct messaging me, it's usually something important, not used lightly in, in the organization that I am, which is good. Um, as I mentioned, uh, signal and Skype, uh, two things I use messenger, no way in heck is that getting on anything that I own and uh, kind of the same for WhatsApp. Uh, I just rather not talk to people than, than use those, but that's, that's, that's me teams and Google chat. 
Uh, no way. I, just kill me first before I put teams on. Um, oh, yeah, I just, I just couldn't do it. I do have the Microsoft 360 account, so I probably have access to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know anybody that uh, uses it other than Stu. And well, I just won't annoy Stu that much. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Teams is, is uh, sort of, well, it's what Slack is becoming, to be honest. So, you know, much more corporate sort of oriented. Um, you get a lot of control if you're the, um, what was his name uh, in Dilbert? Oh, Mordak the Preventer. More, it's Mordak loves Teams because in there he can he can micromanage the permissions of every person and you know make it as uncomfortable and difficult as possible which i believe is mordak's uh, aim in life mm, i think so great all right uh anything else for uh, instant messaging that we should talk about Stu? no uh, i don't think so no i think i think we're at takeaway sort of uh moment which you know for me um yeah i am i am the crusty old man here uh I I remember when we all managed without uh, instant messaging and, you know, GE still became a massive company. Billions were made. Uh, lots of great things happened. Um, and, well, you know, I suppose nobody died uh, would be what I would say. And what I say to people, you know, important people, clients, um, friends, family, if you need to get hold of me, phone phone is always the primary way of getting hold of someone because that implies a sense of urgency particularly as i find increasingly uh people in the workforce have an absolute horror of making phone calls so it's a great way of cutting down communication if you're getting too much of it just say yeah just phone me phone you it's impossible um you know i i have to be careful now of phoning young people they find it threatening it's weird what about you what's your takeaway hmm I'm just thinking of your yours actually, uh, and the phoning people. We had our landlord at work needed to get access to the building, and sent an email on Friday before the long weekend mm -hmm. to my boss. Uh, and my boss is a old school; he prefers the phone. Uh, he sent it to, you know, late in the afternoon mm -hmm. uh, on, on the night before our long weekend. Well, of course, you're not going to get a response right away because it's not terribly important. Uh, sent me an email the following morning forward, or that was a Tuesday morning, saying, hey, um, can you help me with this? Uh, by the time I talked to the boss by, via phone, I got the answer and got back to him. Oh, well, that date doesn't work anymore. And I just said, look call him directly forget this going through emails call it will get solved when you guys are on the phone and you can actually schedule a time trying to schedule a time through email is absolutely crazy uh, but i know exactly what you mean it sounded like a younger engineer that needed to get access and well just wanted to do it all through email sure crazy um my takeaway though is close the apps when they're not in use and you don't want to be available the reason for this for me is that if you see the red dots or the notifications, you will focus on those. You'll want to check it because that's just the way we're wired. Uh, make sure that you give the important people in your life a way to cut through the barriers that you establish. And that's really important too. Stu does it with his wife. I do it with my family. And as I said, my boss, they can get through everything else that I don't want to talk to 
they can get through to me. And that's really important. You know, even if it is only a meme to save my marriage by responding a laugh out loud or an emoji or something like that. I still haven't figured out this tap back thing, Stu. Mm. I'm old. I'm old. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, make, make sure that you cut down your interruptions, close the stuff so you have focus time, but make sure the important people can get through to you at their convenience because some things are much more important than productivity. Not a lot, but some things. All right, Stu, where can people find you on the internet? What have you been up to this week on the internet? Writing much? Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, yeah, I was talking about um, the joys of dealing with corporate software for academic things. Um, and I was writing about Sean, who's uh, in Prague, being watched by the whole world. So yeah, you can find my writing at uh, stuartlandon.com. You can find me um, barking at people on Twitter. Uh, at Stu Lennon. You can hear my dogs barking in the background just here. Um, and you can, if you want some lovely stationery, you can find me at neurosnotes.co.uk. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Uh, best place to find me, justintwyford.com. Uh, you can also find both of us and links to us at stationeryadjacent.com. You can email us if you have anything to share or if you want to pen from Stu, stationeryadjacent at gmail.com. And we'd ask that you please like and review us on your podcast, Catch Your Choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Uh, maybe the ones that uh, don't get the hint as far as instant messaging. Um, send, send them this episode and let them listen and figure out why you don't get back to them quite as quickly as they would like. Our next topic in this series is going to be managing calendars, which I think will also be interesting and largely will tie into some of these conversations we've been having. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.